everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland, and for today's episode, pull up a chair, preferably not the squeaky one, for a wonderful conversation with a voice actor extraordinaire. Today's guest is James McGuinn, better known as McGuinn's Book, a voice actor with a plethora of impressions at his disposal, using them for some quality covers and shitposts alike. James was recommended to me by the wonderful Tay Draws. Hi, Tay. Hope you're doing well. And regardless, after really indulging myself into James's work, I knew it was only a matter of time before I just had to get him on here to talk about just how in the world he's able to have such a wide range when it comes to the voices, the ideas, concepts, stuff like that. And believe me when I say this conversation does not disappoint. If you enjoy our wonderful guest for the evening, please support James with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. You know I see that stuff, and you know I absolutely love it. And if you want to go a little bit further with that support, may I recommend you check out the incredible merch done by some outstanding artists at our merch shop on fourthwall.com. Link to that will be in the description below. And also, look, if all you just want is a cool place where you can meet some of the incredible people that have come and gone through here, whether it be friends or guests alike, maybe you should consider joining our Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. The group we've already culminated there has been absolutely outstanding, seeing some of the work and some of the stuff they've been able to have, plus just some of the fun times we just have in the spur of the moment. I think with all that combined, you would be a wonderful addition to that group today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. All right, James, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a desert island on your own accord. It's just you, alone with your thoughts, you get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, okay. you're not stranded on an island. It's, it's like yeah. a little miniature paradise for you. Uh, to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, or maybe any further than you already are, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? One piece. Would it legitimately be one piece? So here, here's the reason. Okay. I've only watched like one season of it, mm-hmm. and I know there's like 980 episodes left. <laughs> there is so much to that show. That I would probably finish it in like five years. So I would have so much of it. And there would probably be like comics and stuff too. And like a whole bunch of extra content like games. Mm-hmm. So if you got to bring everything from just one piece, it would probably last me my whole life. You know what? You have a valid point there. Plus I've heard I've heard about the new live action one. that. And they're making a live action too. So you just get even more and more content on top of it. Well, from what I've heard, because I've had a couple of buddies actually watch that uh, new live action one because it's out there already. Um, what was it? They, yeah. they said that they've taken like some of the arcs of whatnot and have actually condensed it down a lot they took out some of the side characters and some of the side bits or whatnot but they've really gotten like the essence of like the arcs for certain episodes and stuff like that so maybe that would make it a little easier but if you really want the full immersive experience i could see why you want to take that time to just i was gonna say i would be watching all the filler episodes just so i don't get bored (laughs) 
hey, you know, just because they're filler doesn't mean they're bad episodes. I could easily take like the one of like the really great hits, like Full Metal Alchemist or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, I know One Piece has so much to it. It's like the one anime that's infamous for being hard to watch all the way through. <laughs> I'll tell you there. Dragon so that's Ball the old, that's like the one reason I would take it. I say it's, it's either that or Dragon Ball. I mean, consider the fact that Dragon Ball has so many. Oh different my iterations. god! Don't even get me started. I've, <laughs> I watched one episode of Dragon Ball and I was confused. <laughs> I mean, fair, valid. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, One Piece. That is your answer. You're locking that in. One Piece is my locked-in answer for what would I take with me to a desert island. Not because I love it so much. Heck, I probably would love it a lot more if I watched more of it. But it's like I just know that there's so much to it. Well, now you would in this oper- in this random scenario, you definitely would have the opportunity. As I well. could easily take TF2 and have and have infinite entertainment. I could play that all the time. But uh, you do get bored of games eventually. Right, it would be better right. to have something to watch. Rather than, because, like, I go to sleep watching something, not playing something. Right. Like, if you play something, you get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. No, trust me. I, as someone that games as well, yeah, no, I totally get that mentality. I totally get I, I, I bought a I bought a strange frying pan the other day for $138. <laughs> I have a problem. I have a, I have a serious problem. <laughs> is, it, is it similar to this frying pan right here? Just, no, I'm joking. <laughs> No, no, no. Mine, mine is a strange kill streak frying pan, not specialized because right. I don't want to have the sheen on it. I just kind of want it to be its own little frying pan. I named it Freddy Fazbear because <laughs> it's a jump scare when, when you just see right. a demo pan run directly towards you from across the map and fly down from the sky directly onto your head. Okay. Interesting. I, I I need to get back into TF2. I played it like years ago when it was on the Orange Box, but I haven't had a chance to play it on PC. It's just... I'm sure we'll definitely talk a lot more about it here in a little Speaking bit. Speaking of TF2, it might be one of the reasons I'm here. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, let's talk about why you are here on the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Check out the incredible merch, such as this one you see on me today, at uh, fourthwall.com. Link will be down in the description below. You and, better do it. Thank you. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is a voice actor with a plethora of impressions at his disposal, using them for some quality covers and shit posts, among other things. Welcome to the podcast, James McGuinn, a.k.a. McGuinn's Book. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, wait, sorry. I, th- I was playing for James. I wasn't playing for Plankton. My bad. Jesus. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's me. Don't worry. That, 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 he, that's just one of the other voices that's tucked in the old brain stem up there. Oh, trust me. We're definitely going to be divulging a lot into those impressions. But first off, I have to simply ask, how are you doing today, James? I am doing pretty good, actually. I went shopping with my mom. Good. We got some food. I filled up the mini fridge. Uh Ordered a scatter gun for my scout cosplay I'm working on for Halloween. It's, it's all working out pretty well. Ooh, you tease. You subtle tease. I mean, it's certainly an interesting life for the interesting personality that you've certainly presented, at least when it comes to some of the amazing content that you've provided, whether, like I said in the intro, it's some really quality covers to some songs using different impressions, or if it's just a fun shit post about, like, a squeaky office chair. But we'll definitely divulge into yeah. that in a bit. But before really go into that, I want to learn more or less the origin story of James. What got you interested in art and voice acting for the most part in the first place? Well, I was in high school 
I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of, I was in drawing class. I was in broadcasting class. I was, I wasn't even started out on YouTube yet. I'd always thought about it though. Cause I, I watched Markiplier growing up since I was like 10 years old, since he was playing Slender Man. Fair enough. And, um, I met a guy in high school who I'm still friends with today. Um, his name's Xchronics105. Okay. Editor, if it's not that hard, or if it's not like a, if it's not a big deal, could you put it up on the screen there? I'll say, uh, that's his channel right there. I'll say you're talking to the editor right here, so I got you covered. I'm <laughs> Hell yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this is Xchronics105, and he is the reason I started voice acting. Um, I met him in high school and I found out that he did fan dubs. Okay. And I was like, what is, what is this? And a, apparently you put your voice over other characters and do your best impression of them. And I was like, this is really cool. Or you could do your own interpretation of the character. And I was like, man, I really, I want to look into this. This is really cool. Um, and he still does that stuff today. He still works very hard in that regard. And if anyone would want to go hire him, I would say do so. He is a really good voice actor as well. He's he's actually the reason I voice act today. Okay. Like, he's, like, the main reason I got into it. What was it about, like, him kind of exposing you to, like, these fan dubs and stuff like that? What was it about those fan dubs and such that really, like, drew you into this potential possibility? I was like, if there's one thing I want to do in my life and be remembered for, it wouldn't be for making sandwiches at Subway. It wouldn't be for taxing tax forms at the IRS or becoming a secret agent at the CIA. No, I wanted to I wanted to be on the silver screen. Okay. That's that's what I thought in my head. I was like, that was that would be the coolest idea. So I wanna be in a I was like, I wanna be in a movie. Okay. That's that's I, like, I wanna be a character. That'd be so cool. Did you ever have like any sort of like experience with like a, a drama or a theater kind of thing before you got into the voice acting stuff? Like, did you always have that kind of like illustrious thought of like performance and being a performer? I was in theater class. I was in a few theater classes in high okay. school. I wasn't in my third year, but I was in my fourth year. Um, and I was in my first and second year. Um, and my teacher... She always said she she saw some sort of potential in me. Okay. Because I I wasn't afraid to speak the whole script. I I just I just kind of went out even if the script was controversial that we got cuz we did get some controversial scripts at theater class. I could convey things good. I can make people hate a character, be angry at a character, be happy with a character, cry with a character. I was like that's that's probably something I could do. There you go. And then getting that kind of realization of, "Oh, wait, there's a way for me to do that with my voice online and a whole new audience of people can experience that. I can only imagine how much it kind of like, how much of a revelation, how much of a realization was for you to be like, oh, this is this is this is gonna change the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of changing the game, that is that is actually another subject I wanted to talk about today. If Ooh. if you don't mind, the floor is yours. All right. So this this AI situation, mm -hmm. a lot of you like it. A lot of you think it's great, and I can understand why. It's 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 pretty cool. You take your favorite voice and you you run it through a big old generator with sound clips, and you make it, and you just it just pops it out in whatever the way you want to do it. But objectively, it is horrible. It is technically theft mm -hmm. of many actors because it's not theirs. It's not them saying it. They're not getting paid for it even though they're usually supposed to get paid for stuff like that. Exactly. I can understand why it's cool, but it's it's so wrong. I can't I can't get behind it. No, it, it it's hard for it. 
the only people how should i word this it's hard for at least like you and me to get behind it because especially whenever we know like the people that are trying to make it like doing voice acting or doing like any sort of artistic venture and then these yaa people come in and be like guys you could have the the uh, lower quality stuff but it's so 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 much cheaper it's like it's also so so much worse it's shit like come on like i get the appeal of it on the cool factor but also like come on like if you really want stuff like that just see if you can get a little bit of money and pay a voice actor to do what you want exactly to do. there are people that are more and, 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 and it doesn't stuff. have to be me there's yeah. many people out there aspiring and and are who are also really good at impressions that you can probably pay for less until they get bigger yeah so because it's it's affordable out there because as they get bigger and grow their prices go up so will you have a chance give those people a chance uh, it's one of those like i i myself am trying to get into voice acting here and there ever since i've started this podcast i've tried to get my voice into stuff as much as i can or uh, you know here and there Heck so yeah man i've had opportunities to where i've actually been like the main voice for an independent video game and that was incredible and i also made sure that like whenever oh, I, was, may I ask what uh it's called the chameleon it was a game done by Ooh. one guy it was called uh, uh, the guy's name is antonio Freire. basically imagine metal gear solid without the weapons but with superpowers Ooh. on a moon base that sounds sick, dude. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a cool game to voice in. It is, and I, I my voice could be heard on these little like audio tapes that you heard throughout that kind of piece together like what exactly is going on. So I was Doctor F, Chief of Lunite Research. So like the fact that I was able to to get that opportunity to do that was incredible. And whenever I initially interviewed the guy uh, beforehand, because I got the the opportunity to do that whenever I asked him after we got done with the interview, hey, if you need a voice for something like a background voice or like that, like I just want the experience more than anything else. Like I hell I, yeah, I, I'll keep you in mind, man. I I have lots of like projects plan for the future and if there's like a voice that's like needed for a few side characters or even like a, another main character i'll keep you in mind i can also do a pretty good patrick star impression i'm just gonna go ahead and say that <laughs> that is good we love patrick <laughs> it's a giraffe <laughs> that, that's an elephant patrick <laughs> no it's, it's a giraffe do you see the long neck no <laughs> and you call me a stupid star <laughs> I'm not a crusty crab. <laughs> and you see, if you pay for AI or if you use AI, you won't get good quality banter like that between two exactly, great you won't get you, you won't get emotion behind exactly. it. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm I'm understanding where you guys are coming from. It's cool as heck, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if you keep supporting it, it will eventually replace people. Yep, it will replace people you love. It'll replace. People like Chris Pratt. It could have replaced Robin Down, not Robin Downey Jr. Sorry, Robin he's, a, he's like an actual actor. He's in movies. I was gonna say uh, Robin Williams. It could have replaced him if he was still alive today. Heck, it, it, it's already replaced Darth Vader's voice actor. Right, right. I mean, it's just it's uh, James Earl Jones. Yep. That's his name. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's replaced James Earl Jones, and he's like long gone. I'm pretty sure. No, he's still alive. That's the thing. He's still alive. So why didn't they bring him back? I, your guess is as good as mine. I feel like he would have loved to have a few lines in it. Yeah, even if it was like, I mean, for God's sakes, they brought him back for the, the live-action Lion King a couple years back. Like, that's not that far off. It wasn't too far off from that. Exactly. Like, it's it, like, it's concerning. It really is, and that's that's why I... I, I don't want to see all these these beautiful actors get replaced with, like, nothing. Yeah, exactly. it's still their voice. 
Exactly. I mean, especially for, you know, once that... it's like a case of that's a case of the the night of the body snatchers situation or whatever oh that God. movie was. Yeah, no, then that's 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 scary to think how closely eerily similar that is to the it's AI. It's basically skinwalkers, but with with AI. Yep. Yep. It really is. I mean, like, especially for like good quality, like voice actors, and impressions such as yourself or whatnot, the fact that people can think they can easily replace that whenever like well, anybody can do what i do i'm not i'm not that special anyone who puts their minds to it i feel like they could do exactly what i do i mean yes but that doesn't take away any of the less of the talent that you have for what you do as well and i mean you're, the, the, there's a reason why i wanted to bring you on here because i truly think that you are truly talented and gifted with what you've been able to do and i wanted to show that appreciation and love for that something that the people that are so invested in ai don't really want to give they just want to make that cheap buck and run well, I appreciate that, man, and I appreciate everybody watching as well. I appreciate everything going on. Absolutely. So let's get back to more or less like the beginnings when it came to the voice acting stuff like that. When did it for you go from this like general interest and intrigue of what could potentially be to a passion and wanting to make it your career? So I don't really remember that transition period. All I knew is that people said, keep doing what you're doing. I love okay. it. Um before I really made like a whole lot of YouTube stuff, um, I made a lot of Instagram content. I was okay. an Instagram shit poster. I was a I was a meme page on Instagram, and I don't know if it's still up there, but like my original account, I was I was doing Joe Swanson impressions as like every post. <laughs> I named myself Joe the Peter. Joe the Peter. <laughs> I, I don't really remember the name of the account. I don't know. All I know is that it it went from that to went to another username that I went by for a while, which was Jackal J 500. That was my other original username. Okay. And then I, I experimented with a few more and I originally came up with McGuinn S book and it had an E in it because everybody uh, mispronounced my last name. So I just kind of went with it. Okay. And um, everyone thought it was a reference to the Guinness book of world records. So I was like, well, this ain't going to work either. Uh, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? Uh, and I was like, this is an easy fix. Remove the E. <laughs> And, yet and here I am, McGuinn's book. And yet people still call you McGuinness book sometimes. <laughs> and I'm all right with it, actually. It's still technically just the S there. It's McGuinn S book. Right, so. right. I'm not gonna lie. Before it works I, either way. I'm not gonna lie. Before I actually did my research and looked a little bit more into your stuff, I realized, oh wait, it's not spelled McGinnis book. Ah, fuck. I thought it was McGinnis for a little bit, then, <laughs> and then I looked for more than two seconds and realized, oh wait, no, it's McGuinn's. Got you. Remember yep. that. <laughs> um. Uh, I do know that um, uh, during that whole transitional period, I went from making stuff on iMovie with my phone microphone to using a Blue Yeti with an iPhone attachment oh. um, on that same phone on iMovie. Then I moved up to XLR, um, and I had to download my own files off the internet because I didn't know how to properly put them on. It yeah. turns out you can just make a custom Discord server and post those audios there, uh, and then just... Re retrieve them from there. That's what I do. Okay. Okay. I didn't even realize and that. And now I use CapCut because CapCut's a lot better and a lot more smooth than iMovie. And if anyone wants to know, um, you can do it with just a phone. You don't need a big, a big uh, computer to do all the stuff I do because, um, believe it or not, every video I've made on my YouTube channel has been made um, on my phone. Oh, wow. Except for one of the Omega trolling videos I did. That is... 
I'm honestly impressed with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a decent laptop to where I do all my editing and stuff like that. But the fact that you're doing a lot of that stuff. But if, if the people can't like afford a laptop and all that and just have a phone at their disposal, you can do it. It's, yeah. You can still do it. I mean, like I said, considering the stuff that you've been able to do with like your with both your voice and your skills or whatnot, the fact that you've been able to accomplish most of that with your phone, that's nothing short of impressive if I do say so myself. Because I've I've mainly known how to do all my editing and stuff with, you know, computers and stuff like that. Like I went to school for like filmmaking, mass media and stuff. So that's how I got like my start. That's how I felt comfortable with it. But the fact that there's a way to do it with just your phone, I I I applaud you more than anything else. <laughs> I still gotta. I still gotta think like my family and my friends and everyone else who like supported me the whole way. It's I'm. I still got a long way to go. I'm. Oh yeah. I'm still in just the YouTube part of things. I haven't been contacted by Marvel. I haven't been contacted by like all like Blue Sky Studios and all those places. I'm or Illumination. It's. I. I hope so in the the near future. It would be a dream come true well, once we get through this actor strike i'm sure the opportunity will be right around the corner i hope so well, yeah <laughs> no they'll give in eventually if they give up to ai we're gonna stop yeah i'm not gonna support that film industry anymore oh of course not no absolutely but i mean i think a good way for going towards that potential is what a lot of people would know you for and that's the impressions you've been able to do i mean what is it about like impressions that gives you that creative drive like like toying around with trying to match a certain voice so it's, it's it's actually a little bit easier than you think. I don't really know if I know if I can explain it correctly. Okay. But what I do is I, I listen to a character I want to impersonate and I and I just do the same voice they do, say the same thing. Okay. And I just keep trying to get it closer and closer and closer till I basically got it on the nose and I start trying to form sentences. Okay. Okay. You know that's it's, valid. It's a lot easier than you think to imprint on a voice. You just have to have like a really you have to have really have a like a big range. Like there's some voices I can't do. There's voices I can't do out there. Like I can't do the Wii Fit trainer. <laughs> it's that's impossible. I can do Miss Pauling with my like I have to like cover my mouth there so I go. can sound like I'm actually like on the the walkie talkie. There you go. It, is yeah. is there a voice out there that you would kill just to get an opportunity to be able to to, to nail that voice perfectly? That, like you tried over and over again, but you can't get it just right. Oh, if there's if there's one I want to be sure of, I want to one hundred percent be the best at it. Would be Soldier okay. from TF Two. You know what? That's valid. That's a good one. <laughs> I I have I recently did his voice for versus Saxton Hale. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly gonna replace a lot of those voice lines because I feel like I could do them better. I wanna, I wanna make the man proud. I wanna make Mr. Rick May proud. Absolutely. I mean, I can only. Imagine. I wanna continue his legacy properly. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard. I certainly heard the the soldier impression that you have been able to put out there and such. And I, I mean, I still think it's quality right off the bat. Like you, you're really good. Like you really got that. Like voices down for a lot of those tf2 characters just in general i mean that's i I imagine that was that's a major inspiration for some of your impressions like was about tf2 that made you want to like that again creatively drove you that made you want to tinker with those voices and test them out i saw a community with a lot of love and heart for a game even more love than overwatch Well, I mean, it was that's the not saying much nowadays. Shooter. <laughs> and everyone I talked to, everyone I talked to about TF2, they said, oh, I used to play that growing up. It was the best. Mm-hmm. Everyone I talked to, they said, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best game ever. I was like, 
what's the big idea about this? And I thought, I thought there was just only a few weapons when mm -hmm. I started. When I played it for the first time, I thought I was just going to get like these stock weapons or maybe a few of the uniques that I've seen. I was like, well, when do I get this weapon? And where do I get that weapon? I was like, well, how does everyone else have all these other weapons? Mm -hmm. And then I realized there's a community market full of millions of items that are either discontinued or still being used today. Like, I just recently found out they have a Pip-Boy in Fallout, oh, like wow. from Fallout in TF2. As um, one of Engineer's Cosmetics, I was like, why didn't I get this before? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like if there's any character to get it, like, yeah, Engineer is probably the the perfect guy for the Pit-Boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that, that's the man. He's got the construction PDA. He'd definitely build a settlement. Absolutely. So I, settlement. Exactly. <laughs> He'd build a settlement. <laughs> he built... <laughs> Quick, over here, there's a settlement that needs your help. Um. <laughs> Another settlement is say <laughs> saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another settlement is send word that they need our help. I'll mark it on your map. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> I got it. There you go. So, like, I I'm genuinely curious now because, like, obviously, like, for you, it's fairly – it's if you can nail it, it's relatively easy for you to get into those impressions. I have to know, what are some of the go-to ones for you? What are the ones that you can easily just slip into without even realizing it sometimes? Well, uh, I've done them so much that it's got to be the Nine Mercs first. Okay. Uh, Roger Craig Smith Sonic. Mm-hmm. Specifically that actor. I can also do Ryan Drummond and Jason Griffith, but they require a little bit of practice before I really get into them. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably say Luigi. Ooh. I can surprisingly do Luigi better than Mario, which is a little uncanny. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking there's... I haven't done a lot of the other impressions. Oh, oh, um, Metal Gear Raiden. Yep. Uh, Raiden for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Um, I can do all of the male characters from Overwatch. Do with that what you, what you will. Say... <laughs> It's because I used to play it a lot, and before I lost respect. <laughs> I mean, again, to be fair, considering who runs it and how the community can be sometimes, and how again how the, who runs it and how they've run it or whatnot, I, I it's easy to see why it's easy to follow. <laughs> Blizzard has messed up badly more times than I have fingers. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't even count it on two hands. Probably couldn't even count it on your toes either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it goes above twenty. <laughs> Thank God you have 20. Anyways, um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, okay, so those are some of the easy ones for you to get to. How about, what are some of your favorite ones to slip into, if I may? Like, where are some of the ones that you can, that, that every single time you get an opportunity to play as that character, you you savor for the opportunity? All the TF2 characters. Okay. Obviously. Um, I could do a really decent Junkrat. Ooh. Um, I've been working on Optimus Prime and Solid Snake. Wheatley from Portal. Ah, yes. I would have to practice Cave Johnson a lot, but I can most likely do it. And in turn, I'll be um, man then, because obviously, you know, J.K. Simmons, same voice actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind, then I could probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, photographing squirrels? You're fired! <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that wasn't that good. I haven't had enough. Uh, I haven't had enough practice. I haven't done uh, J.K. Simmons' voice in a long time since like that Omni Man post I made a while back, and mm -hmm. I, I was practicing like all day for that one. I mean, fair enough. I mean, even just thinking to like so, not just the impressions that you do, but like the people that you take inspiration from. Like, I have to wonder, like, is there any voice actors yourselves that yourself that you look up to, and like just seeing how they're able to like morph their voice stuff like that? Like, you kind of 
take inspiration from them? Is there any voice actors that inspire you? Honestly, there's, um, I take an example from him. He didn't really inspire me because I didn't really grow up on him. Okay. But Mel Blanc is definitely someone I aspire to be like, mm-hmm. considering his wide range. Absolutely. Um, I'm really thinking here because there is some other voice actors that I would definitely want to aspire to be like. Like um, Charles Martinet, ah. Roger Craig Smith, or maybe even Rick May, considering just how brave that guy was. He he went through, I believe he went through cancer, a stroke, mm. and he went through COVID-19. And uh, he also was in the war. Yeah. Obviously, I won't be in the war. I'm not that brave. <laughs> but still, the, but fact, yeah. the fact that that man was able to go through so much and still be able to... And to, continue to entertain yes. is inspiring to me. It's it's an absolute inspiration. I mean, like, you've done a really good job, like, obviously entertaining people on your own with some of the, the videos and stuff like that you've been able to put forward. Like, before I really jump into some of the, the big highlights or some of the big videos that you've done, I'm genuinely curious on your thought process when it comes to, like, a video or something like that. What is the thought process for you when you decide to go from, you know, video with such and such impression, like concept to actual video that you put up on YouTube? What is the process like for you? Honestly, it's completely random. Okay. There's not really organization to it in any way, shape or form. I don't even know how I managed to make trending posts. <laughs> I just kind of went with what what was handy. Hell, that that uh, squeaky gaming chair post with Sonic, that was a... Uh, that wasn't completely improvised. Uh, I I was so confused. I was so down. I was like, Mom, I don't even know what to make. I don't even know what to do. She's like, well, what about your chair? And I was like, what? She's like, well, what about your chair? It's so squeaky. Because I was complaining about it for like two weeks. I was like, man, my chair won't stop squeaking. And, and then I, I thought about it in my head. I envisioned Sonic bursting in to complain about his gaming chair to Eggman. And I, and I chortled. I like snorted. And I was like... This means it's going to be a good video. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think you were right on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, it's it's usually when I laugh before I make a video that I know it's going to be good. Okay. Okay. So Because usually like- every time I make a, a video I think it's funny, I laugh before it. If I don't, then it's it's usually just like a, a little shit post that'll... That'll get a little bit of attention, and that's all right, because I'm just glad it could make somebody else laugh. Right. So at the, at the very end of the day, like most of the content that you put out there, that's the stuff that you'd want to see out there in the world, I assume, right? It's like no one else has made this kind of stuff, so fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> There's definitely other people who have made it. I mean, look at look at the um, Gianni Matragrano. He makes yeah. some pretty good stuff himself. He He's a, also a very talented actor. I mean, I couldn't agree more when it comes to that, Jesus, especially some of the impressions he's able to pull off. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it, you know, going to, like, obviously the videos that you've been able to create, I, I wanted to absolutely talk right off the bat about the Sonic squeaky chair one. <laughs> Hearing how it just kind of came to you randomly oh. in a conversation with your mom, like, I imagine it has to be both hilarious to see it out there in the world, but also how much it caught fire, like, after a while. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to answer that for you. I, I don't even have an answer. Like, I can't tell you exactly how it happened. Like, even looking back at it, it's, listen to this. It's still squeaking. <laughs> just just very quietly. It won't go away. It bothers me all the time. 
<laughs> it's the squeakiness of that chair still haunts you to this day. <laughs> and the fact that like it like you had I've gotten used to it. I was also I was gonna say like it, like the original post obviously did well, but the fact that I think it took someone else reposting it on Twitter that that's when it started to spread fire. That yeah, it's had... when my stuff gets to Twitter that people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's McQuake's book again! Where's he been? Where, how do I find him?" And it's like. <sighs> Look at the name in the video and maybe type that into YouTube. <laughs> like, that's a good step in the right direction at the very least. <laughs> I, I I will keep putting the watermark there. I know a lot of people don't, but I'm going to put it in those main shit posts just so it doesn't get stolen. Yeah, fair enough. There's a there's another video that I wanted to talk about that I was actually genuinely surprised with how like much it kind of grew, more or less. There was a video that you did with you doing the impressions of Mickey and Donald. I forget exactly what it was. I think it was a song impression or whatnot. But like the fact that that's that video got so much traction is probably one of the first ones really green traction for you. Like I'm just impressed with it. Nevertheless, I was going to say my first big trending video on my YouTube channel, I believe was the um, psychic pebbles animation fan dub. I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, that was it. I forgot about that. One. I, I forgot to write that one down oh my so God. psychic pebbles if you don't know who that is his name is zach hadel and he voices in smiling friends now mm -hmm. um he's been working on stuff for a long time but he was also animating for a while too and he made a little short called get out of my car <laughs> and in that short um it's based off of a, a viral video of a woman not getting out of a guy's uber even though she's arrived at her destination and she just torments this guy and it was animated by psychic pebbles. And I was like, um, I'm just going to fan dub this as Donald Duck and Mickey. That's right. Okay. You know, I did write it down. I just didn't write it down. So I probably should put psychic pebbles alongside it to help out with that. So yeah, that's exactly the video I'm talking about. Yeah. That video was, a uh, that was like one of my biggest shit posts to start with. That was like my takeoff. Like seeing the stuff like that and seeing some of the kind of the shit posts that you've been able to put out there, I'm genuinely curious how your sense of humor is. Like, like I'm wondering, like, what exactly is the stuff that makes you even get like the smallest of chuckles? It's all over the fucking place, man. <laughs> there's, there's, it is nowhere and it is everywhere at the same time. Is it kind of like that TikTok mentality of if you just scroll through enough things, like there's gonna be something you enjoy about everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, laughing jump scare. I did not accept that. Yeah. <laughs> see, 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 you getting jump scared by that made me laugh. Now, I, I thought I thought it'd just be like okay. Now, now I'm just now I'm just imagining like a Jimmy Fallon style interview or whatnot with like one of the guests or when I sees like a normal conversation and then that laugh just comes. Jimmy out Fallon would fucking hate me. <laughs> I'll meet him someday. I'm sure I will. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be like looking at him, like, for like in the chair, and like my eyes will be so wide open. He'll be like, "Why are you staring at me like that?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "I don't know, man. I, you look way different than you do on television." It's like, look, uh, look, man. All I'm just trying to do is to have a good quality conversation with you. Like, what's wrong? I with that? act, I act like a crackhead, and I don't even do drugs. <laughs> Look, I've had those I, I have, moments too, okay? I have funny ADHD, 
I got the tism and I got a little bit of OCD in there. Just kind of mix that all up and you get the the perfect soup, the perfect power puff girl mix. <laughs> you got the good crackhead cocktail of, of mental stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As tempted as I am to make that the title of this episode, I don't think I think I get demonetized. Immediately. I don't think you would, you would fare that well. <laughs> Trying to deal with the Twitter crowd and that one is oh yeah, that's that's a whole another another thing. I mean, especially or I mean, should we call it X now? Should we I, or should we call it Twitter? No, I. He, I'm just gonna call it sweater. <laughs> Look, here's my mentality of it, and I saw someone on Twitter actually say this. Look, Elon Musk desnames his daughter, so I'm going to continue deadnaming his website. That's why I call it Twitter no matter what. So I'm just going to call uh, Twitter Xavier Renegade Angel yes! 5. Oh, my God. Okay, if I had a nickel for every time Xavier Renegade Angel was mentioned on this podcast, I'd have two nickels, which isn't much, but it's odd that's happened twice. <laughs> oh, that, that show, I don't know where to find it, but I've seen so many clips of it that I, I'm just so curious as to how I can watch it. I'm sure it's so somewhere deep within the recesses. That show's the- more controversial than most of the shows on television right now. I would say, look, I, I used to watch that stuff when I was, like, in middle school, I want to say, because I, like, whenever... That's I would, how old it is? Like, it's an old... It's a fairly... I'm, like, keep in mind, I'm, like, 27, all right? So I, I'm, like, you know, it's it was, like, mid-2000s, like, late-2000s, early-2010s. Like, it's... It, I know it looks older it looks worse than that but i think that was the point of it i was born in 03 oh god now you're making me feel old jesus my you're you're younger than my younger brother my younger brother was born 2002 i was born four years before tf2 release (laughs) thanks for making me feel old james i appreciate that joking but uh what was i gonna say no like i remember because whenever i was in middle school that show would be on because you know how uh, like i used to have dish at this house and like the way they mm-hmm. would work is like you would get two different feeds of cartoon network you would get the east coast feed and you get the west coast feed oh she it. got oh no i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about i had that too there was two cartoon networks and they both had different shows running right but that's because like one of them was like the technically the east coast like current up to date and then the other one was technically three hours behind so i'd be able to catch the end of adult swim when they would start transitioning out from or like you know when they would get out of the morning thing, like as I'm getting ready for school and stuff like that. So I'd see some of the most fucked up shit that they would have on adult swim in the morning oh before God. I got to school. And Xavier renegade angel was one of those weird and obscure shows that probably shaped my humor for the worst. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I was talking about, cause I was talking about this with Dubis Gubis when I had him on the podcast, the one episode that I remember. Oh yeah. That guy's an animator and a voice actor too. Isn't exactly. He? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, he, when we were on, we talked about Well, I can't show. animate, but I do voice act. Hey, voice acting is, I mean, obviously it's still a talent. I've animated sprites, like, very, very little. I guess that counts. I can, yeah, you know what? I consider that. That's something I didn't even see in my research. But, um, <laughs> no. Like, it, it's incredible to know that, like, how weird some of those shows were, especially on Adult Swim. How weird they always are. But, you know, fuck it. I applaud them for doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, obviously you got, like, so back to, obviously, what we were talking about. Like, not only do you have, like, the really good quality shit posts, and trust me, there are some really fun and really good shit posts. But you've also... I just wish more people would see them. It's not because I want views. It's just because I want the world to see this. I want the world right. to laugh at it. I want everyone to be like, ah, it's so funny. Why well, I imagine for you, like, it's something that you personally find a lot of humor in, and you put in a good bit of time and effort to bring it out there into the world. So you want more people to appreciate that stuff. 
yeah, I want people to see it. I just want people to, to look at that and say, <laughs> that was pretty funny. That made my day a lot better. Trust me, like whenever I figured out you were the one that did the Sonic squeaky chair thing, like I can't tell you how many times I would just laugh at just the, the stupid humor behind that video alone. And then look, there's at a lot of memes I did that people saw from me that didn't know it was me. Right. <laughs> there's still so many out there that you probably know that you don't know are me. It, it's it's weird how the internet works like that to where they'll repost something and they'll do their best to give you less credit about it but the humor is the thing that shines on more than anything else yeah <laughs> like is is there a, okay i'll ask this before i go to the the covers conversation is there a meme that you're personally proud of that you wish more people had seen one that i'm very proud of mm-hmm i guess i got one that i'm kind of proud of that i think people should see and that is it is the sequel to Sonic's squeaky gaming chair. Right. <laughs> there is a second one. And a lot of you guys don't know this, but it is it is a continuation. And at the very end, it sets up a part three. Ooh, you so sometime this December, <gasps> I might make another one. Because I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll make another one, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, now you the have squeaky, the But with the third one, the Squeaky Gaming Chair series will end. <gasps> my heart. She's breaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart. She's breaking. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you end such a quality series at its... I get, is it peak? Is it still peak time? I don't know. No, it's not peak. It's, <laughs> the, the, the next one got barely any attention. <laughs> So, and that's fine i was just happy to make it so wait the first one was like you in high school and the second one was coming back after college and realizing high school you i'm sorry that's mean that's mean i'm sorry about that i don't i don't even go to college i i did i took markiplier's advice even though he said don't take my advice <laughs> and i didn't go to college he he went to college but he dropped out right before he graduated you know, it's sad to say this, but I'm also in the same boat as Markiplier. I literally have, like, I, I've been mean to go back. And I can already hear my mom right now being like, come on, Nathan, you can go back at any time. But I got, like, just a semester's worth of classes to go. And I just need to get buckled down and get done. But I've also mentally been like, I'm not ready to go through that grind again. Like, come I on. I don't want college. College <laughs> sounds boring. <laughs> so let's talk about one of the ways that you've been able to entertain yourself since you're not in college we talked a lot about the shit pose, but how about some of these cover songs that you've done? Like what, it, what inspired you to take some of these impressions you've been able to do and realize, huh, what if I sang this song as this person? I, was I one of the first people who did that? I don't know if you're one I of the, I feel like I was, I don't know if you're one of the first. I was going to say, there's a lot of people who did it before. Like Brock Baker did that. Yeah. And I know a few other channels have done that before. Um, but like, what was it? I guess what, what, I just wanted to, I was gonna say, what inspired you to go forth and actually do that yourself? Um, I can't remember for the life of me. I think the first uh, impression cover I did was either in high school. Okay. I think it was in high school. Yeah. Um, it was Christmas time when I did my like one of my first ones. I think mm -hmm. the, the earliest one I can remember is one I've deleted from my channel. Okay. Um. It is because uh, it was embarrassing. I did a whole bunch of hell of a boss and has been hotel impressions on it. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't ever want this to be on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you can leave that in. I don't care. People can know. Uh, but I I did um, a whole bunch of a character singing All I Want for Christmas 
Oh, okay. It's one of my first one. And um and another one of my first ones was was when I was playing Fallout 4 a lot. I was in my Fallout 4 phase again because mm-hmm. I have a Fallout 4 phase every two years at least. I okay. play it for like 100 to 500 hours and then stop. <laughs> and then um, and then I do it again in another two years just because I love Fallout 4. Okay. Um, I remember I did a cover of... I'm going to go down and find it real quick because okay. I do have it still. It's in my covers area. My first cover was Happy Times from the 1949 show Inspector General by Bing Crosby. And I did a cover of that three years ago. It's only got 325 views right now. It was one of my favorite ones I did. But that was back when I was still kind of learning singing. So if you listen to it, it's probably a little bit cringy. (laughs) I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. But I was impersonating Bing Crosby while I sang that. And I've definitely gotten better at it now. I can sing as Bing Crosby almost perfectly if you put me in the scenario. Um, But just kind of going forward, I kept doing more and more and more song stuff until I got into where I am now where I actually spent $150 to get something professionally mixed for the first time. Oh, wow. Which was um, Engineer Sings Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. Featuring Tay Draws, who you've also had on the podcast, yes, I believe. Yes, I was gonna say. In fact, Tay is the reason why we are here having this conversation today. Tay was exactly. the one. Tay was the one that recommended you to me, and that's how I got first acquainted with your stuff and truly fell in love with your stuff. Thank you, Tay. <laughs> how, Appreciate. How did you get to meet her in the first place? Like, how did you? How did you and her cross paths? I think she contacted me on TikTok and okay. was talking about my song covers. And I was like, hey, I'm happy to do another one. I'll, uh, seeing your stuff, I see that you do some singing stuff. I could honestly use a duet partner, and we made another one yep. um, on her channel, which I believe it was It was Sing a with cover the Stars, of right? Stars in the Sky, Star- Stars in the sky. From, um, from the Sonic, the second Sonic movie. And I still love that song today. I still listen to that song. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I... I... I listened to your guys' little impression off or whatnot with each other of that before I actually hopped into the interview today or whatnot. And, like, I'm imp- – like, Tay is always – Tay is a good friend of mine, obviously. I'm always impressed with her impressions. But, like, the way you two kind of match each other with all the different ones every couple lines or whatnot, like, it was it was very well done, if I do say so myself. Um, and I, I have to say personally, like, as someone that has grown up in Georgia and has listened to a good bit of country music, stuff like that, hearing your guys' rendition of Chicken Fried – like together or whatnot, that is honestly my favorite uh, cover song that you've been able to do. I I love that one. The the engineer like voice is like the perfect one to go with that one. Tay adding her vocals in the background and stuff like that. Like it was. I was like, she'd make great vo- She'd make she make great backing vocals because she does do a really good country accent. Mm-hmm. And she can definitely sing her heart out in in ways that I can't. I can't do like high notes like that, but she can. Absolutely. And I was gonna say I, was, I can sing soft songs like Chicken Fried because it requires less of a high note and more of kind of like a relaxed tone. I mean, it's very. That's why I can I can sing acoustic covers really well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, especially with a song like that one to where it's it's more or less like a a kick your feet 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 yeah wow words are wonderful kick your feet up lean back relax it's that kind of song kind of a good vibes kind of song or whatnot so it's very easy to get into that kind of mode just a well, a little bit of chicken fried yeah it's, it's something that people can night. relax with 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was a good choice. And I mean, I love hearing like covers like that. And like some of the impressions you've been able to pull off. I have to know, what was the hardest song for you to cover with a certain voice? So I never uploaded it, but I, I do have it archived somewhere. I'd have to go really looking for it to find it. But I did a cover of, um, I forget what it's called. It's what I'm made of from Sonic Heroes. Okay. And I wanted specifically to do the backing vocals and leave uh, Crush 40's Johnny Jewelly main vocals in okay. and just see if I could match the original backing vocals. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty damn hard. I, I want to get better at it, but I'd probably need a vocal coach or someone to teach me. That's fair. That's understandable. I mean, because I'm still, I still have a lot to learn. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of still starting out. I mean, that's certainly something that I've at least noticed when I was doing my research to this kind of stuff. Like, you've got a good bit of content, stuff like that, but the fact that you've only been on this path for at least a good couple of years now, especially going all in with some of these impressions and stuff like that, I find it, ironically enough, I find it impressive how far you've been able to come along already in some of the impressions you've already been able to, to nail spot on. I'm very, I feel very lucky. I'll say that much. I mm -hmm. do feel lucky. The fact that I got contacted for TF2 was very mind boggling to me oh. in like all, all ways of the, of the form, quite literally. Um, I got contacted by the creator of Versus Saxton Hale, not knowing he was the creator of Versus Saxton Hale. <laughs> I just thought he was some, some guy who wanted me to do some voice lines for a mod okay. that they were working on. Um, and his name's Lizard of Oz. You should be able to see him. He's literally uploaded a lot of stuff about VSH on his channel. Um, I didn't know he made the original mode for the actual game, like the original versus Saxton Hale mode. Okay. And then I find out later, I'm like, wait, you're the guy? <laughs> you're the, you're like a legend, dude. I, I was surprised he picked me to join the team. Um, and when he told me that there was a possibility of Valve picking up the mode, I was I was like, I don't care how much this job pays me, I've got to try. Because right. if that's a possibility, I got to do it. And I will tell you, I that was the longest nine days or seven days of recording. Uh, I spent each individual day doing different characters mm -hmm. just so I could focus solely on that character each day because I really wanted to do my best. And I'll probably have to do that again if there is future content for the mode. I have been advised that I'm allowed to say I'll see you guys on Halloween. But that's basically all I can say. <laughs> Ooh, you again! You're such a tease on this episode. But I, <laughs> but I have to say, like, obviously, I, I mean, just even you talking about, it, I can only imagine that has to be at least at this time being the most surreal moment of this journey so far. The fact that you've had an opportunity to, to work with a game that is very close and very personal to you as well. Exactly. Um, I didn't. I didn't have as much hours on it as a lot of other people I know. Right. I recently got into it in 2018, but I grew up with the SFM animations. Oh, like, yes. Like um, El Toro 64 Rust with, like, Gravel Poot and Gravity Falls and all those goofy animations for TF2, mm -hmm. that, that gray cartoonish pony, all those animations. I grew up on those just constantly. And when I found them, when I found out how to find SFM animations, I was like, whoa. This is a whole world. Yeah. These are everywhere. And and then I found out that it all originated from the game, those models from TF2. Right. And 
I, I didn't find that out recently. I just didn't have a PC to play it quite yet. Um, but when I found out they were from a game, I was like, oh, I wish I could play that game. But once I finally could, I started playing TF2 around December. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this? I'll just tell you how many hours I have right now. My I'm, hours currently on TF2 are 731.5 hours. Honestly... That's a little low. I was expecting at least a thousand. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna say that is pretty low. Like I said, it's low for the people who've played it since like it released. I'm... I can't say I'm a I'm like as big of a gamer as everyone else in the TF2 community. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have a lot more hours. And I I just feel lucky to be part of the community and accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the fact that you've been able to dedicate so much time to that and i i can obviously i can tell that you've taken a lot from it because again look at the impressions you're able to do from a couple of like voice lines here and there and stuff like that and what you've been able to turn around and do on your own and do with the help of those within the community and stuff like that to where again you're at a point to where you could potentially be in a mod that could be picked up by valve itself for a game that you've invested so much time into like that's gotta be an incredible full circle moment if nothing else Speaking of which, um, I am in a new project. Ooh. I'm allowed to reveal what it is. I don't think I can reveal my character, so I won't mention it, but I am in Fortress Films' next film, Ooh. Murder, Inc. Murder, Inc. Okay, okay. And their current, uh, their current recent project that they released was Emesis Blue, which was one of the most beautiful films I think I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. And that's that's incredible because it's a TF2 horror film. Right. I never thought that a TF2 film would do horror movies better than Hollywood itself <laughs> until I watched that. I'm honestly impressed. I didn't realize, like, obviously we all know of, like, the shitpost SFM, SFM, like, you know, movies and stuff like that or, like, the shorts that people... And we get a feature-length, beautiful film made with love and care and mm-hmm. great people... In four years. Yeah. And it's better than anything Hollywood has put out in, like, the last ten. Yeah. Like, that's back to what I was saying. Like, it, it, like we all know, of obviously, like, the shit posts that come from, like, those animation stuff like that. But people, like, there's a community out there of people, like, dedicating themselves to making some of the most quality films out there. Like, using some of these assets and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's incredible, like, what they're able to do with just, like, you know, models that were meant for a, a, a sh- you know, shooter game a first person shooter more than anything else like it's always impressive to see yeah the fandoms for anything can just blow up like that if if they're that good i think tf2 by far has one of the biggest fandoms next to other games that are kind of outdated now like minecraft i know a lot of people are gonna be mad about that i'm sorry (laughs) but minecraft kind of ruined itself with bedrock i'm sorry uh, well, I was say, like, Java is still great. I will say Java is still really good because you can mod it and you don't have to conform to buying the Aether pack from the stolen... The, the stole, they stole that, by the way. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Minecraft stole the Aether mod from the original creators and released it on the Bedrock shop to be bought. It is a little upsetting. I was going to say, honestly, when it comes to Minecraft, I think the community more or less destroyed Minecraft sometimes. Cause, I, mean, like, I was going to say, the community, is, it's a little sad now, but it's it's still got potential to get better. Like, if we get another Dan TDM yep. on Minecraft, if we get another guy like Dan TDM, 
who's still very good nowadays. He's still making really good stuff. If you get if we get another like modern Dan TDM who does like mod showcases and all that, I think we can get right back into the groove of Minecraft. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of communities, I want to know genuinely about well your own community. Like thinking about the all the stuff you've been able to do ever since you really devoted yourself to this voice acting stuff and to these covers stuff like that. Like, does it amaze you more or less the people you've been able to to build connections with, or the community you've been able to develop along the way? I guess so. I I don't really think of myself as higher or better than anyone else. I, right. When I meet people and they're like for some reason fascinated by the I tell them don't be don't be fascinated by me I'm just a guy doing what I love I appreciate it yeah. I do appreciate it but don't treat me like I'm God I'm not God I'm yeah. just a guy I mean like look I I honestly feel kind of more or less like the same way when it comes to like the stuff with this podcast like I cannot tell you the amount yeah. of times I've had people come to me and be like wait a second you've had such and such on the podcast you've had this person on the podcast how how have you been able to do that and like I I just asked them you know, like it, it, I'm just, yeah, like, you, I'm just a guy reaching out to people being like, Hey, you're cool. Let's talk. Like that's, that's a lot. like, don't treat me like you're like, I'm the almighty podcast. God that is able to interview just about anyone. Like, no, I'm just a guy that reaches out to people and I want to talk to them cause they do cool stuff. Same with like you, like you're just a guy that's putting out like fun stuff that makes you laugh or whatnot. And people get the opportunity to sit down and enjoy it. That's all that you care about. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It, there's there's no extra value to people. We're all just dudes doing what we what we do. Exactly. Like even Markiplier, he's still just a dude mm. doing what he loves. That's it. Absolutely. That's all there is to it. Absolutely. But even then, like with with us dudes doing this incredible stuff or whatnot, like the fact that you've been able to amass this community and like even taking a step back to just your journey as a whole. Ever since you've really been able to, when you first introduced to like these fandoms and stuff like that, to where you are right now, does it amaze you more or less how far you've been able to come along as an artist? It kind of does. I never thought I'd get this amount of attention in my life. Growing up, like through school, I was I was kind of a nobody. A lot of people just thought I was the stupid, quiet kid. You know, I, they thought I'd amount to nothing. So seeing that I've made something of myself kind of makes me proud. Good. You should be proud. It does make me proud. You absolutely should be proud of how far you've been able to come along so far. Seriously. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, even then, you know, thinking of, like, wh how far you've been able to develop and some of the incredible opportunities you've had so far, like, it's, it, I, I cannot help but feel, like, impressed with seeing what you've been able to do. But for this next question, if I may, what if I go a little bit above and beyond, if I may, and give you more or less the dream scenario, James? Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and I'm like, look, James, we know there's some potential for some really incredible stuff here. You, you just, Really? Yes, I, I, I truly and honestly believe it. I just think you just need a, a little extra platform, a little extra push to get you to that next point. We have, we have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible. And more money than it should be possible, we really should be paying those actors and writers. We'll get to them in a second. Right now, we're focusing on you and you alone for the time being. If given this opportunity, James, what would be the Dream McGuinn's book project? The Dream McGuinn's book project. Mm -hmm. <sighs> there is one. There is one thing I want to make happen that I don't think is possible due to dif to different different companies. But if I could make it possible, okay, I would want to make a proper Sonic multiverse film. Okay. 
Now, the reason that I'm not happy with Sonic Prime is because it's still really good. I Don't get me wrong. I, I love the series, and I love it so far. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have appearances from Jason or even Ryan Drummond. Mm-hmm. Or even all of those other old actors, like just from that specific series. Or Lisa Ortiz, who voiced Amy in those old games. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bring back all of those actors in some way, shape, or form to create a film that brings back a lot of the old and new and kind of puts together everything that makes Sonic what it is. Okay. Into one big beautiful film with lots of twists and beautiful little experiences that can just kind of make everyone go wild. <laughs> Cause we have Sonic movie and, right. and they're still very fun. I like them, but I just want there to be more. I want to hear like, I want to hear crush 40 sing again. I want to hear Neo metal Sonic speak in Ryan Drummond's voice again. There's so much I want to see from Sonic come back that I don't think Sega realizes. People, Sega realizes they, they think that we want a whole bunch of new stuff, when in reality we want to see some continuation to the old. Like, where's Sonic Adventure 3? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's Sonic Heroes 2? Where's all this other stuff we want to see? Because there's a lot of old games that you made that were great, and if you used a new engine to create them in a much better and more story-focused way, it would drive so many people in. Absolutely. You know, I I talked a lot of this conversation about TFC. If I could revitalize the Sonic industry, that would be my dream project. Well, there you go. There you go. You know, I was going to say, I, I realized, like, throughout the conversation, I talked a lot about TF2 because that's why I know you a lot for it. But I didn't realize how much of a Sonic fan you were as well. Yeah, I, I am deep down. Like, when I play some of those old games, I can't help but smile. I love Sonic okay. Heroes. I, I even liked Sonic 06 to some extent. It's got, it's I liked, got, it's got a like weird charm to it. all the Sonic games. I liked Sonic Generations a lot. Growing up, I replayed that over and over again when it came out in 2010. Okay. It's been that long. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you think I, you I played feel it when old. I was seven when it came out. I, I played that all day and night. It was so fun. I, I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, especially seeing nowadays how... It seems like and Sonic... Sonic Unleashed was really good too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, like certain games like that, especially at the time, had like a good charm to them. Especially seeing nowadays how Sonic, I, I'm gonna say it, arguably Sonic is probably more popular than it's ever been thanks to those movies, thanks to some of the 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 goodwill that Sega has tried to put in with some of their games and stuff like that. I do like that they got Jim Carrey to be Eggman. I would have oh, never goodness. thought of an actor to pick, and when they picked Jim Carrey, I was like, how are they gonna make this work? <laughs> and he pulled off a really beautiful performance. I was like, this is a, this is charming. I love it. No, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I first heard Jim Carrey was playing Eggman, I'm like, oh, as long as we're getting 90s era-esque like Jim Carrey, this is the perfect pass. All righty then. <laughs> How are we doing tonight, crowd? All righty then. <laughs> and, like, he nailed it. Oh, my God. He was, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I love the Sonic films, but Jim Carrey is always going to be, hands down, the best part of that film hands down um but sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and oh no i wish i was so much fun i know i know but i sadly have to ask the ever so generic question where do you where do you hope to see yourself say five to ten years from now 
Where do I hope to see myself? I want to see myself living stable, having enough money to afford an apartment mm -hmm. or a studio apartment or a small house and just be able to afford food while still doing what I love, while spending time with friends or maybe even a potential partner. There you go. I just, I just want to have a good life. And uh, maybe eventually in my 40s or 50s, find a nice little hillside big house that overlooks the city in the sunset and just enjoy what life has to offer. Oh, there you go. That is a good thing to aspire for more than anything else. Just just living And buy a full suit of X-01 power armor. There you go. That's that that definitely out there to prepare us for whatever potential nuclear fallout there may I wanna be, be prepared for the bomb. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to set the to world, set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. I've lost all ambition, a worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love. And with your admission that you feel the same, I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of. Anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I figured with the Discord lag, it was going to like not sync up as well. or whatnot. That's why I stopped. But bravo, you kept it going very well. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, I could do a lot better if I like do it. Because here's the thing. I never get it perfect first try. That is something I will admit. Okay. I don't ever get my audios for any project I do right first try. I actually send in multiple takes. Oh, yeah. And I suggest you guys do that, too. If you want to really commit to your work, send in multiple takes so they can pick between which ones their favorite and which ones are not favorite. They can kind of, like, pick between two favorites or four favorites. Mm -hmm. I usually, for, like, every line, I do, like, four or five variations of it. Okay. Like, in a project and if it's really hard line i'll do like 10 variations of it yeah fair enough i know for me whenever i do like auditions or stuff like that or whatnot i usually try to give at least three or four different takes i also make sure to label each one hey there's like three different takes for this one or something like that exactly so. yeah and P i feel like a lot of people appreciate when you do that mm -hmm. it really it really adds a little bit more of like a wow this guy's a hard worker into your work i would suggest any of you who are really really aspire to be a voice actor to also do that because Absolutely. they will appreciate it Absolutely. Is there any, before we get to the final question, is there any other recommendations you'd give for up and coming voice actors as well? Any recommendations? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say this. My entire brain exploded when I bought an XLR microphone. Mm -hmm. They are actually a lot cheaper than you think. The microphone itself is usually around a hundred to $200. My XLR AT 2020 that I'm using now is worth, I'm pretty sure $150. That's and the bad. audio box I got is also around $100, and it comes with the cord, and it mm -hmm. just USB plugs into your computer. Okay. And it's just an audio box and a mic, and usually a pop filter, just if you don't want to get the, the <laughs> in your microphone. <laughs> right. Um, and it is worth every penny if you really want to make it your full-time job. I don't have another job right now. I don't have minimum wage work. I rely solely... On voice acting and my business email, which is actually open. If you guys are looking for voice actors, my, my email's open. 
We'll talk about budgets. Well, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> I'll say we'll definitely get to that when we get to the plugs at the very end. But before we jump to that, I want to ask I want to ask this one last question to you, James. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about art and voice acting and stuff. Seeing how you've been really interested in it for years now, how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole? Art is an important form for everybody. It can be interpreted any way. Even voice art can be interpreted anyway. It's like. You, like you'll look at it and think, wow, that's funny. Or you can think, what made him think to make this? There's so many different viewpoints you could go about it. It's it's just a big old roller coaster for anybody who really thinks that deep. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at a picture of a few lines and like just like one blotch of color in one spot and, th- and think like, man, this looks like a battlefield. Or you can be like, that's just a bunch of sticks, <laughs> you know? It's it's all subjective. Art is subjective, but art is ruined when we take the human out of it. Right. When we remove when we remove humans from the equation and allow a robot to create it, is it art? Is it really still art? Right. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. That is wonderfully worded, if I do say so myself. Uh, James, that is all the questions that I have for you. I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to show you a little bit And more. I appreciate that. It wasn't necessary, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it nonetheless. Well, then I don't know how much you're going to appreciate this as well, because I want to show you with a little bit more, because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> look, James, like I said, ever since I was first introduced to yourself, thanks to the wonderful Tay, um, ever since I was first introduced to yourself. Thank I, you. <laughs> like I said before, I've just been impressed with all the stuff you've been able to put forward. Um, like I said, whether it be, oops, sorry, whether it be the Mimi shit posts that you've been able to do with some really quality voice acting, uh, to the cover songs that you've done so wonderfully with a wider range of voices as well. Like I, I cannot commend you for the talent you've been able to put forward and the effort that you've been able to put forward more than anything else. The fact that you're able to put the time and effort to put in a quality product and put it out there into the world, that's the thing I want to commend you for more than anything else, um, especially seeing how much you've been able to grow already in a relatively short amount of time and seeing the opportunities you've been able to get, especially hearing some of the ones you've gotten nowadays and such. I, I It makes me excited to see what's going to be in the future for you more than anything else. Like I can tell that like if you keep up this quality work that you've been putting forward, it's only a matter of time before you get bigger and better opportunities. Not that the opportunities you've had, you know, beforehand haven't been, you know, good, but like the, like I can only imagine that the possibilities, how endless they can be if you just keep up the incredible work, man, seriously. And I have a better future planned as well. Exactly. Um, I'm giving up the 10 second memes. Okay. I'm, I'm done with them. I, I've been doing them for a while because I just kind of fell into depression for a while and I'm, and I'm out of it now. I'm back, on, I'm back on my grind. And I have decided that I'm going to make minute long to two minute long posts again. I'm going to make the big ones, the long, the long winded funny joke ones that well, take me a little while to write and create. Well, there you go. I mean, if you're able to put in that that time and effort to put forth these longer form content, stuff like that. I know people are going to be coming around absolutely loving it, if not more than I am right now. Long and short of mm-hmm. it, James, thank you for what you do. Please keep up the incredible work, and I'm seriously going to be rooting for you every single step of the way for what you're going to be doing, because I can only imagine how incredible it's going to be from here on out. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I, I loved coming on the show. Absolutely. This has been really fun so far. I can't wait to see the finished product. I can't wait to see what everybody thinks. Or it's like, oh, my God, this guy's human? I thought this guy was a robot. 
Look, as we have established beforehand, the robot is not what you want to be even remotely associated exactly. with. Exactly. I feel like half the comments are going to be like, I thought this guy was a robot for a while. <laughs> well, now that you said that, it's going to be like, that's what half the comments are going to be. <laughs> if you didn't acknowledge it, I'm not a robot. I'm not a synth, I promise. <laughs> Well, if people want to see more about the human that creates this incredible content and not the robot, obviously, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Hey, guys. My name is McGuinn's book. If, it, if you would be so kind. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is McGuinn's book. If you want to support your local McGuinn's book today, go look up McGuinn's book on any platform, including TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, and you will find McGuinn's book. This has been McGuinn's book signing off. Thank you guys so much for popping into this awesome podcast today. And thanks to Postmod Art Pod for making the incredible opportunity for me to hop on and talk to all of you guys. As a lovely way and i certainly hope people will take the opportunity to find yourself do you have any final words before we sign off uh don't give up in the face of adversity amen to that and with that all i've left to say is for the people at home as well pay your artists yes Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate it. Like I said, James was certainly an interesting ball of energy when it came to this interview. Um, I was so glad that we were able to, to make this conversation happen. Um, and James, if you've gotten up to this point, sincerely, thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, this was an absolute blast, and I I really do appreciate what you are able to present. Um, you know, it's conversations like this... Uh, and certainly like what led to this conversation that just helps me kind of reflect on what this podcast has been able to present. Um, for those that don't know, um, at the time that this episode is released the following Sunday, the 17th, it would have been three years since I posted the first episode of the postmodern podcast, the wonderful pilot episode with the sensational Salvador Salcido. Um, I'm going to be making a post on Twitter and Blue Sky and maybe Instagram where I'll definitely go a lot more in-depth with my thoughts on everything when it comes to this podcast. But at least in the time, since it hasn't really hit yet, um, I just want to say sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you to each and every single one of you that has helped me out so far ever since I've really gone full force with this podcast. Whether you have been here from day one or you were someone that, you know, recently came along for the ride because an artist that you loved got an opportunity to talk about themselves. Regardless, each and every single one of you, all the love and support you guys have given me, I cannot thank you all enough. Um, 
it, it, it's really inspiring sometimes to realize that there is people out there that want to see this stuff other than just myself. Um, it really helps with kind of recognizing that there are people that are genuinely interested in this stuff that are genuinely wanting to see more of this kind of stuff. Um, and you guys are part of the reason why I've been able to make it to, to three years and hopefully another three, five, 10, 20, 50, however many years in the future, this podcast can keep running. I definitely want to keep it running because of you guys. Um, the community I have been able to amass, the group of friends that I've been able to consider lucky that I call my friends, um, and the memories that we've been able to kind of cultivate together, um, it genuinely means a lot. It, it means the world to me because, you know, I it, this podcast gives me more of a purpose and a potential future than anything I had ever done before, anything that I've ever considered before. Um, even if this ends up really just being nothing more than a hobby, um, it's the best goddamn hobby I've been ever, <laughs> I've ever been able to pick up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been able to, to get some wonderful friends because of filmmaking, because of wrestling, um, because of all sorts of other interests. But this podcast has truly let me come into my own. I mean, in the past three years alone, I mean, I've been able to, like I said, meet some incredible people that I consider some of my closest friends and people that I would die for. Um, I've been able to feel a lot more comfortable about myself and really get to explore who I am as a person. And I've gotten to really soak in the experience of so many incredible people, uh, both artist and just fan and even just friend. Um, it has really opened my eyes to the art community that is out there. It's really opened my eyes to who I am as a person. So from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank you guys for the past three years so far. Uh, and like I said, we're definitely not slowing down anytime soon. I mean, if I, if I do, it's for like a break or something like that, but you guys understand that. Um, but seriously, um, thank you guys for, for being there. Thank you guys for continuing that love and support. And thank you guys for continuing to spread the word where you can. Uh, thank you for showing the support, not just for myself, but for the artists that I bring on here. Uh, to help so many people really get their foot in the door or really showcase themselves and really truly explore what it means to be an incredible artist and an incredible person. Um, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows, uh, I'll be honest with you, but it's certainly looking up. It's certainly doing some incredible stuff, and it wouldn't be that way without you guys. Um you know, I, I, I constantly think back to, like, what would be, like, my favorite episode or what would be, like, my favorite conversation. Uh, what would be my, you know, favorite moments and stuff like that. And I'll be honest with you guys. My, my favorite moments when it comes to the podcast are the ones that I don't record. You know, there, there, there's times like before and after a conversation and obviously after the conversation is long done and after the episode's out, the conversations I get to continue to have with people long after the podcast is over, those are my favorite conversations to come out of the podcast. And 
I feel honored and blessed to be able to have that kind of stuff. And I sincerely hope that if nothing else, the conversations that we have on this podcast allow you guys to have your own conversations, um, whether it be with other people or within yourself, of what it means to be an artist and why you do this field, why you want to go out there and present this incredible stuff and, and, and go forth and really express yourself to the fullest. That's the hope that I have with this podcast, that this helps you out one way or another, whether it's the the conversation that helps you get through your day or the, the thoughts and ideas that kind of spark you creatively to go forth and create some incredible stuff. If this podcast does any sort of effect to you to where it helps you out in one way or another, thank you. That lets me know that I'm doing my job well. If, if there is anything like that, please let me know. Whether it be a, you know, like, it, look, for the people that are watching the video version, go into the comments and just let me know in a sentence or two, or you can do a paragraph, I don't care. Let me know how this podcast has helped you out. I genuinely am curious on what I've been able to do to help you guys out. Um, I know for me personally, it's it's been, I, I, I mean, I just poured my heart out on how it's helped me out, but I want to know how this podcast in the past three years has helped you guys out. Um, if nothing else, I feel like as a community, I want to see how we've been able to grow. Um, once again, thank you. Keep your eyes out for Twitter and blue sky and all those places within, well, when the actual third anniversary happens, September 17th, keep your eyes peeled for a couple of announcements. Um, a couple announcements that will be for the better. Trust me. Like, I'm not stepping down or anything like that. I, I just, there, there's some stuff that I want to, I, I want to give a full thought on what I think of the past three years, but also like how we're going to be moving forward with some cool additions one way or another. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep showing that love and support for the community. Keep doing incredible stuff, people.